0: Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So that song that I just sang is called The Blessing by Carrie Job. And if you've never heard it before, you might not know that it was based off of scripture. It was actually based off of Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27, is what we are going to talk about today. This entire portion that we are about to talk about is the blessing. And so this song, The Blessing by Carrie Job, is literally, word for word, what we're going to talk about today. I know a lot of people that love the song that actually didn't know that. They were like, oh, what's this song from? Fun fact, it is actually just from Numbers chapter 6, word for word. So let's go ahead and read this. Number six, verses 22 through 27. Grab your Bible and your cup of coffee or your cup of tea. And let's be blessed today with the blessing. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and to his son saying, this is how you shall bless the children of Israel. You shall tell them, Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. Yahweh lift up his face towards you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel And I will bless them. It's truly wonderful, I think, that, uh, you know, God wants the leaders to bless his people. So there's a lot of different elements to this particular passage that we could talk about today. We could talk about leaders. We could talk about the children of Israel being blessed through Yahweh's name. Or we could just talk about how good God is in blessing his people who are constantly sinning against him. (laughs) So let's actually just talk about all three of those. So let's start with the leaders. First and foremost, Yahweh is talking to Moses and says that he needs to tell Aaron, the high priest, and Aaron's sons, the priests, to bless the people in this way. So God wants the leaders to bless the people using Yahweh's name. I think that is important for anybody who is a leader of anything to remember. Are we blessing the people that are, I suppose, under us? Or are we leading them astray? Are we speaking blessings over them? Or are we speaking negativity, trash over them? There's actually a book that I'm reading right now. It's called Tailor Made, and it's by a woman named Alex Seeley. I don't know if you guys have heard of her or have read any of her books, but Tailor Made specifically is talking about the negativity that affects us so deeply when people say negative things to us. But she also argues that we aren't supposed to say negative things to other people as well. There was a story in that book that really spoke to me. It was Alex's, one of Alex's best friends is named Carol. And Carol, when she was a child, got her hair cut short. And she loved it. She was super excited about it, super excited to show her parents. Carol goes in to show her dad and her dad does not like the haircut. And so he says to Carol, you look like a cue ball. And those words stuck with Carol so much that she started to believe it. She started to believe that she was ugly, that she looked like a boy. And it was because of just those few words that her dad had said to her, which were cruel words, honestly. But just because her dad had said that to her, she started to believe it about herself. So our words have a lot of power. And that's basically what Alex's point to the entire book Made is about, that our words have so much power. They have the power to uh, speak life to people, or they have the power to speak death to people. And that's actually very biblical. There's many times in the scriptures where it says, control your tongue, because it truly does have the gift of life, or it can bring curses to people. There's a verse about that in James, where it says the same tongue that sits there graciously praising Jesus, the next minute can turn around and start insulting his creation. And truly, I think that's something that I've been guilty of many times. That's, that's one thing that uh, I've had to grow out of over the years and still struggle with is gossip. But my point, though, is leaders truly have the power with their words. They have the power to build people up, with blessings the way God wants the leaders to do, or they have the power to tear them down. But here, in Numbers chapter 6, God tells the leaders to bless the people. He tells them, this is how you shall bless the children of Israel. You shall tell them. You shall speak to them. Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. Yahweh lift up his face towards you. And give you peace. Like, what life giving words God wants Aaron to speak to the people. These are just life giving words. God bless you. God keep you. God shine his face on you and be gracious to you. And we know that God's face shines because when Moses was in God's glory, Moses would come down the mountain and his face would be glowing. Like his face just had a different thing about it where it would literally just be shining because he was in God's glory. So the people listening to this, the Israelite people, would have remembered that reference of Moses having to put the veil over his face because his face was literally shining after being in God's presence. So they would have remembered that glorious thing that they saw. God's glory being displayed on Moses. And they would have been like, wow, God can shine his face on us. And also, God be gracious to you. God lift up his face towards you and give you peace. So not only shine his face on you, but look at you. Lift his face towards you so that he can bless you, that he can uh, give you peace. I mean, these words, so, so life-giving. So that's what leaders are supposed to do, especially in the church. We are supposed to give life to the people that are in our church. We need to stay away from gossip. We need to stay away from cursing God's creation. We need to stay away from insulting people. We need to instead focus on building people up, giving them grace, giving them mercy, giving them life-giving words. So that is the first thing. The second thing I mentioned was Just these people being able to hear this, being able to hear blessings being spoken about them. I don't know about you, but when you hear somebody really give you a sincere compliment, not just like a flattery, oh, your outfit looks nice today, but like a deep, sincere compliment. I know for me, when I hear those, I am like on cloud nine for hours if not days i love hearing that stuff and i don't know a person who doesn't i don't know a person who doesn't like hearing a legitimate personal compliment that somebody truly cares about them and thinks that about them we like it when other people think well of us we like it when other people want to bless us so the fact that the israelites are hearing these words should have put them on like cloud nine The fact that their leaders are giving them these sincere compliments straight from God's lips. God himself said this about his people. The people should have recognized this, should have understood this as God himself wanting to bless his people. God truly treating the Israelites as if they deserve blessings. God himself loving his people like this to the point where he wants to bless them. He wants to give them these kinds of, I guess, compliments in a way. And this should have made the people just feel so overjoyed. But the thing is, this is not just for the Israelites. This is for you and me, which is why I do enjoy that song, The Blessing, the one that I sang at the beginning. I enjoy it because God has already said that he is going to bless us. And I think the one thing that we, uh, we sometimes can go wrong in an area with is the fact that we think that God is going to bless us always here on earth. And I, I've mentioned this many times on the podcast where, yes, I do believe God does bless us on earth, but there are plenty of times where God will not. Because there's a verse I just read today, actually, in Proverbs chapter 27. Proverbs 27 says that a spoiled servant will grow up to be a rebel. So God is not going to spoil his servants. You and I, if we're Christians, we are God's servants. We are considered to be a servant of God, right? So God isn't always going to bless us with earthly pleasures because it will cause us to rebel. And even Solomon, before Jesus was even on earth yet, had predicted this very thing that spoiled servants will grow up to rebel. So God does not always spoil us. <laughs> sometimes he does. Sometimes he gives us a lot of really awesome things here on earth. But more than anything, he wants our hearts to be towards him. So he's going to do the, the best thing for us, even if, it doesn't, even if it doesn't feel like it, even if sometimes we are confused as to what God is doing. He wants our hearts to be focused in on him us to remain his servants, not for us to rebel, like Proverbs says, but for us to continue to seek after him. And then at the end, when we are all done with our life here on earth, God will, in fact, bless us. I mean, what did we just learn last week where Jesus says that the people who listen to God's word and not just listen, but actually do God's word, those are the people that are blessed. So Jesus promises us blessings if we keep on the straight and narrow path towards God, even if it's hard, we will be blessed in the end. Jesus promised us that. And so this blessing for the Israelites is not just for them. It's for us as well. Now, the last thing here is just how merciful God is. Just think about how often the Israelites were turning away from him. And we're going to see plenty of stories of that in the next couple chapters about the Israelites just constantly turning away from God so early on, even in numbers when they're still in the wilderness, when they're still in the desert. They continually, over and over and over again, turn away from God. But yet God is still willing to bless his people. So that should be comforting for you and I, because no matter what we do, God still loves us. He is still willing to bless us because he wants our hearts. He wants us to Come back to him, even if we are like the prodigal son. The prodigal son was the son that went away from the father. It was a story that Jesus was talking about in the New Testament. He goes away from the father, you know, and lives this life of just total debauchery, basically. So then once he comes back to his father, recognizing that he had done wrong, the father embraces him with open arms, just absolutely takes him back and is so joyful that his son is back home. And that's God. God is just so excited when we have our hearts set towards him. Even if we do something crappy, like God just really desperately wants our hearts. And when we realize, oh, we just did something wrong, God forgives. He just forgives over and over and over again. And sometimes when you don't even ask for forgiveness, God still forgives. Like God is just a forgiving, loving God, who just desperately wants us. He wants you. He wants me. He desperately wants you to follow him. He created you to be in fellowship with him. And he wants that. He wants to live with you. That was God's intention from the very beginning to live with his people that he created. Imagine God, somebody so powerful, so above us, wanting to live with us, wanting to live with me, wanting to live personally with you. So God really cares about his creation. He really cares about you. And he wants you to be in fellowship with him forever. And he's going to bless you if you are. Well, guys, I'm going to do here what uh, scripture says. I'm going to bless you God bless you and keep you. God make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. God lift up his face towards you and give you peace. So I'm not going to bother you too much more today. I'm just going to let you guys go and just remember that you are blessed under God. So as I say at the end of every single podcast episode, but especially today, happy listening and God bless.